Baba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast. By sites where we receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. The morning after. Usually I write down my thoughts and then I record what will be the podcast. I've been encouraged to go to the studio and record with bullet points. I kind of did that last week and I was going to do the same today, but I didn't want to miss anything out. So today we'll go semi-scripted. The morning after. What did we learn about Ghana v Brazil? Well, we learned why Brazil are one of the favourites going into the tournament, strolling to an easy 3-0 win against Ghana. While I thought the victory was easy, I thought there were some encouraging signs from the debutants, Salasu and Iñaki Williams in particular, who was very much on the front foot, direct and pushing people back towards their own goal. From the game, I would have liked to have seen Brazil work a little bit harder for their victory, but I'll get to the progress of the side a little shortly. What do we learn about Ghana v Nicaragua? Where are the goals coming from? While we won the game 1-0, for a side in Nicaragua and a side in Ghana going into a major tournament, you would have liked to have seen a little bit more. In fact, a lot more. Particularly where we're shy, which is in front of goal. What do we learn about Ghana in general? The truth is, for all the talent we have in the squad, we're a little bit toothless. I'm still yet to see what type of side we are. But I have hope, a lot of hope, because Otto Ad is a good coach and wouldn't have been successful as he has been if he wasn't talented. But as for the timing of his appointment, how long he's been in charge, is it too much too soon? As in expectations? To expect a style of play? All guns blazing like Manchester City? Or dynamic like Liverpool? You know what I mean. What else did we learn about Ghana? Well, looking back to WWBD, what would Brazil do? From the fixture, as I said last episode, only IU remains from the two sides from our win in 2009. Brazil have had several sides since. Someone asked me to host a tournament at under-16s and under-18s. And I said that's great, but I'm also interested in what's at under-10s and under-12s. Those type of ages. What's underneath when you lift the hood up? What the infrastructure of youth football's like. Living life in the here and now is great, but it's important to know what's next. That's where we fell short. But with that, I looked at African counterparts. Senegal, who I think are the dark horses for the tournament. I don't think they'll win it, but I think they'll do very well. But to Senegal, they've got a lot of players are from the diaspora, primarily in France, but they've got a lot of players who played at an elite level. The same with Morocco, Algeria and Egypt, who've got some of the strongest sides in Africa, a competitive league, which goes back to structure. Moving on, what did we learn about our World Cup rivals? Portugal, South Korea and Uruguay all had favourable results. Although Portugal lost to Spain and Uruguay lost to Iran, but I wouldn't downplay that. I don't count this out, but back to wanting Brazil to work a little harder for their victory. If we're not working teams hard enough and not scoring goals, progress in the group will be difficult. But I remain hopeful, I really do. South Korea with Son Hoon Min beat Canada. On paper, they'll be our nearest rivals, but football isn't won on paper. Tournaments are won with years of preparation. I believe Ado will take this team as far as he can, but with the World Cup on the horizon, maybe success of any sort is too soon. But, with that said, I don't know why success might not be too soon for Portugal, South Korea and Uruguay, more so the latter two, because we know very little about South Korea in particular. What have they done in recent years to generate interest in football in their country? And with Uruguay and Portugal, how have they managed to deliver another generation of talent? In particular with Portugal, because we know Uruguay are currently going through a transition. Is it money, which brings talent in coaches and players? Or is it a combination of both, with talent and a good plan and infrastructure? We'll be dropping an article on our World Cup rivals, Portugal, South Korea and Uruguay. What they do, why and more. Our article this month's a little late, but it's coming soon. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories that unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you have any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnerU at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnerU on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.